We're back. Season three. four. Four. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. We're doing so good. We are. Uh, we've been recommissioned. We've been recommissioned by ourselves. By ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this, guys, is a very special episode because we were live at London Podcast Festival this just this past weekend. Gone. So. Um, thank you, everyone who came out to that. It was absolutely lovely. It was lovely. so much fun. It was lovely meeting people afterwards as well. Yeah, yeah, I love talking to people. We uh, we might have, fingers crossed, another live one this season. We don't know yes. yet, do we, Joe? No, we need to do, we need to do some admin. Um, uh, so it'll be in five seasons' time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our neurodivergent moment is that we suck at the admin. That's why we always <laughs> release the seasons late and uh, all that stuff. But um, is there anything specific to say about this one? Oh. No, I've, I've listened to it back. We so it, we did a bit of admin at the top of the show, just sort of explaining how it was going to work. And in that admin, I um, set up that I had had a neurodivergent moment with Beck Hill. Um, and uh, so that sort of contextualizes some of the stuff that said at the beginning where Beck says, I want to know what this neurodivergent moment is. Um, but apart from that, no, Beck Hill was our guest. She was brilliant. Yeah. So follow Beck on all social medias. Uh, keep listening to the podcast. If you haven't yet, rate it, give it five stars. It helps other people find it. And hopefully we'll have more live ones like this so we can meet all you lovely people. Yes, we would love that. Here we are live at King's Place. And on that note, guys, please welcome to the stage our guest for the evening. She's been on the podcast before. It is Beck Hill, everybody. Give her a warm round of applause. Hey, welcome. I, I, I feel like... I, 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 I official that. Yeah, well, I feel like David Letterman, because we're in front of a live audience but we're also doing an interview so i'm like you stand up yeah you shake <laughs> a hand i didn't know yeah. i was meant to stand up to... too yeah yeah i'm sorry i didn't stand up for you thank you <laughs> <laughs> has it got anything to do with your neurodivergent i want to know what this moment is now oh okay yeah, oh, wait, i'm trying to um, appropriately one. anonymize the third party um we were doing a gig and you there was a you were comparing and you introduced a, an act um, who, to our Western ears, has an unusual name, but yes. I think it's a more common name um, in the, where their parents are from. Um, and then you just introduced them by their first name, and then you came and sat next to me and said to me, oh, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce their second name. Mm. And there was like, I thought that was a weird thing to tell me. Um, it was like an awkward silence. And then you told me again, you went, I don't know how to pronounce their second name. And it was only then that I realized the subtext of that was, can you tell me how to pronounce their name? (laughs) I thought it was just like liberal guilt. You were sort of, I don't know, I'm being a bad ally. (laughs) So that that was why I responded weirdly then. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I I mean, I didn't even notice. Did you not? No, no, I thought about it for days. I got the answer I needed. I got the answer I needed, and that was all I, yeah, I was happy. But that was my because I was my thing is like you will tell me a thing and I'll go yep and then two seconds later I'm like I can't remember that and I still you oh, told so you me thought I to, had told you. you you told me how to pronounce this you did tell me and mm. then I went up and then I did that 
when you're comparing as a comic and you... The thing is, like, before I go on stage, I'll be like, like, um, let's say, like, Abigail Shimon. Some people do uh, struggle with it. So I'd be like, Abigail Shimon, Abigail Shimon, Abigail Shimon. And I'd go on stage and go, and as soon as I turned into John Travolta doing that, is it like the, was it the Oscars? That the he Dina Mazzina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And you just sort of mumble the end and hope that everyone thinks that you said the whole name. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I had that. And I felt horrible because I've known that act for years. Like oh, since they started. Of, yeah. Yeah. And I still, it's like I just get a panic. And then even though I know, I know how to say it. My brain's like, but what if you don't? Mm. And then I freak out and then I don't. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, I, I have noticed that when MCs look like they're nervous to say my name, and this is true, I'll be like, in whatever comes out of your mouth, I will just walk on stage and not acknowledge it because no one's really paying attention anyways. And my name's so weird that everyone goes, what the fuck's your name? Uh, and I've noticed since I've started to tell people that, everyone gets it right. Nice. Because now there's no pressure. Now they're like, she doesn't care what her name is. Why should I care what her name is? Yeah. I guess the hard thing with Beck Hill is that when people say they say it as, a full, as if my whole name is my first name. Beck Hill. Yeah, they say Beck Hill <laughs> as if it's like one name. I had someone's child say to me, like, I was back in Adelaide where I'm from in Australia and I met up with a friend and he's since had offspring. And... The youngest... That is such a weird way to say have kids, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> that you can tell that you do not have kids and do not want kids because you're nope. like, since they've made it. <laughs> since, they've, since they have spawned. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I host children's TV shows. Yeah. So, so she does love kids, so I've, for the I've, record. I don't mind them in short periods of time. And vice versa. And I, they've seen my stuff, so they knew who I was when I met them and but they kept calling me Beck Hill like as a full so they'd oh. be like we were at the zoo and they're like Beck Hill do you like giraffes <laughs> what's your favourite colour Beck Hill like it was as if and I love that I love that but it's such a it's such a Beck, it's it's so small and you know compared to Abigailia Shaman correct yeah yeah people just go Ab you that's what I get I call you by your full, like, Abigailia. Every, you do. I don't give you Abby or Abs. You do. I was on a shoot uh, the, other, the other day. No big deal, guys. <laughs> and the directors, for the first couple times, kept calling me Abigail. And where I wo- I'm not fussed if a, a comic says my name wrong when I walk on stage, if it's someone in the industry who can help my career, you better fucking learn it. <laughs> so literally, they'd be like, Abigail, if you could just stand here and I'd just walk wherever they go and go, Abigailia, until they finally got it right. I was, I was very adamant on it. Uh, with, um, so I, I hosted a show on CITV, rest in peace. Um, if you didn't know that CITV is closed down, that's why. And, and if you don't know what CITV <laughs> is, it is children's ITV. ITV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hosted an arts and craft show on there called Makeaway Takeaway. And um, if any of the, if the director or crew or anyone, if the kids, if the kid on that episode, because we'd like go and do arts and crafts with some kids. And if someone introduced me to the children as Bex, I'd have to go, it's Beck. Because otherwise the kids would go, oh, hi, Bex, yeah. on the show. And then that's my name. <laughs> so I'm like, no, let's get this right before we start filming. It's Beck. <laughs> Just singular. Yeah. One. There's one only one of me. Yeah. One Beck, one Hill. 
That's right. I'm not related to Adam. <laughs> One of my Hills. autistic I struggle with like nicknames because there's like a, a weird social vague thing when you can call someone. Like if everyone calls someone by their nickname, can you then go in with their nickname? I always stick with the proper name for a long mm. time. There was I used to work someone uh, work somewhere where there was someone who everyone called Big Dave. That was what everyone and I, I was like. Dave. I will be calling you David because uh, <laughs> I don't know what the point in is there because the people that were calling him Big Dave they've known him long enough to call him Big Dave so I went with Dave or David and then at what point do I know him well enough that I start calling him Big Dave mm. and then is it like I've gone I recognise how big you are now and I start calling <laughs> it's a fucking minefield I just ha- have your full name that's all I will address people by <laughs> I, I appreciate that though we do have a topic. We do. All right. Joe, do you want to introduce We're, the we're topic? talking about SAD, I believe, which is seasonal affective disorder. Mm. Yes. So uh, how, does, uh, how do the seasons affect you, Beck Hill? Oh, <laughs> thank you. So much. Like, as an Aussie in the UK, it's like I genuinely will look at the weather report and be like, oh, I'm going to be sad this week. <laughs> Like, honestly, I like, so the last, we've, as of the time of recording, we've just had a little, a little uh, heat wave using quotation marks because it just went over 30. <laughs> and bless you guys for being like, it's so hot. And I'm like, come on now. I'm from the, I'm from a city in the driest state in Australia. Like, mm, I can tell you're hot. But the, the weather, like just having the sun out, even if it's cold, just having the sun makes such a difference to my uh, just my overall well-being and my outlook in life. And as soon as it gets cloudy, and this year in particular has been the cloudiest. I've, I've been living here for like 15 years now and this has been the cloudiest year mm. and I have, I have struggled so hard. It's the first year where I've like genuinely been like, I have to move. Like, I have to give up my job and everything. I can't keep doing this. Like, oh, wow. I was like, I, there was a moment where I looked at the weather report and I saw that it was still cloudy throughout summer. Like, for the, I was doing the Google one. It's like 10 days. And I've got all the weather apps just in case. Because <laughs> I'm an optimist. So I'll be like, ah, oh, okay. So Google says the next 10 days are cloudy. But the Met app might have, nope, that's also cloudy. What else have we got? Like, I'll try all of them. Just be, like, you know, when BBC's you're trying to get an Uber rate down, if, you, if I close the Uber app and open it up <laughs> again, it might be better. <laughs> yeah, so I keep, like, checking. But I, I remember it just being, like, the, the fifth week in a row where it was just cloudy and miserable and rainy. And I just bro- burst into tears. And I was like, I can't. I can't do this. Like, I can't. So it even affects you when it's long days. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's, like, yeah, because um, obviously here you, like... Because I don't know what it's like in New York, but they have long days and short days here. Yeah, they have long days here. They have shorter days in New York. So my sister came to visit over summer from New Mexico, uh, and she couldn't believe how long the sun was out here. Because sun, quotation marks. Yeah. Well, to, it was light. I mean, I should, I should be like... I should be like, it was sunny to us, but Allison is also from the desert. Um, <laughs> but she couldn't believe that, like, the sun was still out at, like, 9.30 p.m. Because yeah. it goes down around 9. Depending I, on what... But we're further north than, than like, New York or definitely New Mexico. Oh, yeah. So, therefore, our, our summers are longer and our... 
Oh, fucking hell, the winter. Does, does anyone suffer from sad ears? Sads? Uh, give us a cheer. There we go. People. Yay, happy sad. <laughs> they're happy because the sun was out today. Yeah. So they're like, oh. But, like, yeah, that's my, I mean, that's my particular flavor of SAD because, obviously. Does it happen the other way around? Do people? Some, yeah. Right. I've, I've, I've got a mate in Adelaide who I uh, grew up with, and she's the other way around. She something I hates the about. sun and loves like a, a cloudy, miserable day. That gives her great comfort. But when it's sunny, she's like, I can't, I can't be dealing with this. Like we're in the wrong countries, basically. We should swap. But <laughs> and the wrong job because comedians we get up at, like two in the afternoon, so we have short days anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. and we work at night. Man, you really didn't think this through. I didn't think this through. <laughs> but, that's, but my whole li- my whole point is, I always say that I moved to Britain to do comedy because you guys need it here. <laughs> like, like back in Australia, everyone's too happy. They don't need stand up. That's why, like, that's why there's no like massive scene there. That's why you're not like, oh yeah, that's you know where all the like there is great comedy out there, but it's niche. Whereas like UK, I feel like this is where comedy comes from. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My thing with uh, seasonal affected disorder... Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Affected. So. Is it affected or effective? Affected. Affective. Well, yeah. Affected. We should have Googled this, <laughs> but we won't. Uh, my, uh, I don't have... Like, when it's summer, I'm fine. Like, I like the autumn. I'm very into, like, this weather. But when it... When it starts getting dark at like four thirty, I don't know about the rest of you, but as soon as it gets dark, I'm like, now I don't have to work anymore. Mm. So like during the summer, I can like get loads of stuff done, but like come December first, if it's like I I woke up late and I'll have my breakfast, which takes two hours. And because uh, I forget to eat and then I drink too much coffee and then I feel really jittery and then I have to have a panic attack and then I remember to eat. And now it's four and so now it's the work the day's over. Down. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like now I can't get anything done. That's but like as soon as night falls, I don't have to do any like admin. I still have to go gig, of course, but that doesn't like count. I'm yeah. talking about like the writing and the admin and all that which stuff. is 80% of stand up by the way like if anyone's not aware like comedy is 80% admin and 10% travelling like there's only 10% I, I, I took my, I took my car in for a service yesterday and they thought it was some sort of scam because they were like you can't have done 40,000 miles in a year <laughs> but they have yeah done 40,000 yeah yeah like Crazy. so so much of it is just um, replying to emails checking Oh, oh, this is like my bugbear is people who don't send you all the details in one email. <laughs> the amount of times I've had to go back to people where they're like, "Oh, can you do this gig on October the twelfth? And I'm like, "Cool. Where is it? What, what time? time? How much does it pay? Does it pay? That's fine. Like, what is it? How long do when you want me to do?" When they don't say how much it pays, that means not a lot. Yeah, that's my experience. Or a lot. I find it's one or the other. Oh. If they don't tell you how much it pays, it's either nothing or so much that they're like, you know this pays. Like it's, and you have to guess. I'm not getting the so much gigs. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there I'll one get day. The You'll get the chance to I'll get a text quick. from me yeah, one day, yeah. but I've made it back. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you, you strike me as, I hope that this isn't stereotyping as a, a, from um, Makeaway right. Takeaway, uh, as a, someone who does Christmas well, that you... Do you have good homemade Christmas decorations? Okay. I love, I love Christmas. I lo- I'm the one that decorates. I'm in a flat because I live in London. 
and uh, and I say a flat. It's like the thing about the UK is here, you guys, you don't have houses. You just have like a wall, like a big wall. You live in, like all they all look the same. I every week I go up the wrong steps to my <laughs> flat because they look all the same, and I keep forgetting like where on the street my steps are. And I keep going up the wrong steps. But around Halloween and Christmas, I'm the one that decorates. Like, I do all the fun. I do all the things. Halloween like, as well. I do Halloween. Is Halloween up yet? No, it's late no, September. Not yet. No, no, When no. does Halloween go up? Uh, usually, like, in the in the week beforehand. Right. Yeah, I don't do the whole October. Okay. I'll do, like, just before. Are you prepping Halloween already? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, yet. Probably right. by the time this comes out, I will have. Cool. Yeah. Uh, for Halloween, I have a little uh, skeleton I'll hang on my door. And then for Christmas, I just hang the skeleton back up because I fucking hate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little cat on him. Yeah, there Put we go. Christmas. Make him jaunty. I do have leftover decorations now, though, because we've got like a little... Um, so our flat has its own front door, which is a luxury in London. Um, uh, Most of so them have doors. <laughs> no, no, I, know, I know what you mean. You have a door that is facing out to the street. Yeah, You're not in a door. building. But yeah. I just, just for those of you who might be listening from other countries, all flats <laughs> in the UK have doors. <laughs> it's not just a block that you climb through the window. It's not just a bunch of beads from like 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 hippie beads that everyone just like comes That's like the idea of if people move out of London then why do you move out of London? Well I wanted to have a door. <laughs> so, it was really move cold. to the country, get a door. Ah, living the luxury life. The luxury door life. Um, no we've got like a little uh, we have little pot plants out the front and so I got one of those uh, uh, skele- plastic skeleton hands with a thumbs up that you can like you're meant to put in like your front yard or something, so you know, like you got a. Fake... You, said, you said one of those, like that's a thing. Everyone, <laughs> you know, those plastic skeleton hands with a thumbs up. What's it like? It's coming out the ground, like a. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. like, it's meant to be like if you if you have a garden, then you mm. stick it in. You pretend you've got like a graveyard or something, right? But I put it in. I've got, you know, like a tiny flower bed thing, on the front, and I have it in there. So it's like the smallest grave. <laughs> Like it's like someone who, who was it's like a baby with a giant arm. Like they're like they're but they're happy, right? So it's not sad. Um, but I liked it so much, I left it there. So I've had this skeleton arm giving a thumbs up for for over a year now. Uh, oh, That's the most ADHD yeah. thing ever. I feel like just leaving your Halloween de- decorations up for a year. I think it's fun. I want to be my dream in life is to be that person who, when the kids walk down the street, go, "Oh, there's the weird house." You know, like oh, that's, yeah. that's what I want. Because we all, did you have a weird house? Mannequin man. There was a guy in our in our town that like collected mannequins and would just have them around his house, but like. Like, you'd look in, and there were just, like, mannequins. For the listeners, Abigail is currently uh, oh, yeah, mining mannequins. Because people shapes. are looking in front of us. I forgot that we were going to record this, this for later. Yeah, yeah this, <laughs> like I said in the beginning, it goes on the internet. But, yeah, there was that guy. And then we had a guy who actually lived in my neighborhood who put too many statues outside of his house. And we had a roundabout, one, just one, because we're American, uh, and it had a, a fountain. And then at one point, the city decided to get a new fountain. 
So the guy who lived on my neighborhood bought the old city fountain right. and put it in front of his house. Right. Wow. We called him Do-Run. <laughs> Why? Because that's what his license plate said. Because he was really into running. Okay. So he had a vanity license plate, and it said Do-Run. So everyone you would do be run, like... Run, run, you do, do run, run, run. You do run, run. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Do-Run bought the city fountain <laughs> and then put it in his yard. And I don't think he ever hooked it up. Like, I don't think he ever had water coming out of it. He I'd just put plastic balls in it. <laughs> That's what I would do. Wait, there, was a, there was a shop near us where the council made them take down their Halloween display for being too scary. <gasps> I saw the headline, awesome. and all of a sudden I became a fucking boomer of being like, oh, fucking these days everyone's so easily offended. I can't believe they're taking down a Halloween display. I clicked on the picture. Oh, they need to take that down. <laughs> Okay, you have to describe Yeah, it what now. was it? It was like something I fucking saw. There was like <laughs> like quite realistic dolls of babies with like knives in the back and just like blood everywhere. Wow. It was horrible. <laughs> this does need to come down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't do that. I've got like no. cheery skeletons. Was PG, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like fun giant spiders. They're all smiley. I don't think you ever uh, answered the original question, though, Beck. Do you like Christmas? Yeah, yeah, that was the question. How did we get a... We've talked about Halloween for 20 fucking minutes. Yeah, no, I do do love Christmas. I have a... um, I started a tradition myself as well. Um, So when... We have a life-size cutout of David Tennant. Um, As I think course. everyone here I does. Love, this is like how I know it's my audience because I heard an audible. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's great. And I tell you, okay, I'll tell you this for free. Is it as Doctor Who or the actor David Tennant? He's, it's when he's Doctor Who. He's okay. got the red uh, cons and everything. But um, I'll tell you this, right? This is just for you now. This is the person in the audience who's for, right. So I got this in uh, 2009. Uh, I worked for a, a company that would sell like fun gadgets and stuff online and they would get sent samples and he was a sample and then they would auction off the samples for charity so I bid three pounds so I got this life size cut out of David Tennant for three pounds had to get it on the tube home from Ballon right back to back to Camden I promise you you're already the weird lady in your neighborhood <laughs> oh my gosh oh like we would like have him in the window and stuff like at so Christmas you're the mannequin man of Camden <laughs> I'm the mannequin man of Camden oh, but right so 20, two, 2009 is when I got it and then in 2019 uh, I w- had the uh, privilege of doing uh, Jonathan Ross's Ross's show his Christmas Eve show and David Tennant was one of the guests and so I got a photo with David Tennant <laughs> When I was on, and so now I have a proper like decade photo from me with this stand, like this cutout standout of David Tennant, and then ten years later standing next to the actual David Tennant, and it's possibly the best time of my life. And I really appreciate you allowing me to share that. So, um, did uh, you tell him about the cutout photo that you've had for ten years? I did not. I did not tell him. Were, but, were um, you like, we haven't met, but I've known you for a long time. So. <laughs> Sometimes you watch me sleep. Oh, he doesn't know this, so he is part of the Christmas tradition. So what happens is at Christmas, cut out David Tennant, stands behind the Christmas tree with a little Santa hat on. And then on Christmas Eve, um, what happens is uh, um, the doctor, because he has a TARDIS, goes around giving everyone presents because that makes way more sense. (laughs) Like if you had a TARDIS, of course you could deliver all the presents. Mm. But like... I mean, a slave. No, what? That doesn't make any sense. TARDIS, yes. Time travel, of course. 
So the doctor goes around delivering presents and the presents, you don't put up a stocking at Christmas. What happens is on Christmas morning you wake up and you have a sock, a new sock, uh, like on the couch or whatever, and inside that sock are some like little treats, little fun size chocolate treats or whatever, and the other sock. So you get a new pair of socks and some treats and they're always from the doctor. You get a little handwritten note. I've realised... Do you make your husband do this for you every year? No, I do it. He doesn't do it at all. <laughs> and I'm the only person... And, like, a few times I've had Christmas... I've had, like, Orphan's Christmas where, like... Yeah, we did Christmas come, together. We did Christmas we did together. Christmas. The doctor left you something. That was when we were... Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't think I got... Because we weren't in your house. We stayed at a... At another comedian's we house. Did. Does he know that we were there? Yeah, he knows. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because every say. once in a while, <laughs> I see him. <laughs> you know, parasiting this house. I, Can we say who yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah we're gonna, there's a little clang. Uh, so I house sat for Adam Hills over Christmas right. when we were between flats. when we needed. And flat. I don't know Adam very we well, but every once in a while when I see him, I just all I can think is I slept in your daughter's room. But I don't tell him that because I feel like we don't know each other well enough for him to know that I've been in his daughter's room. I mean, you'd have to give some context. You know? <laughs> I think you'd be open and with that. And the doctor left me socks and then I walk away. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't know it was all from the doctor. Or maybe you told me and I forgot. Yeah, but it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, it was my first Christmas here in London. Oh, yeah, we did Tiny Christmas. We did Tiny Christmas, except for you were like, so, but this is, see, I don't like Christmas. And we did an orphan Christmas, which was fun, I will say. Had a great time. Dean Kane liked one of my tweets. <laughs> and, um, but anyways, I'm not a person who's into Christmas, so I thought, orphan Christmas, cool, we'll all just go hang out at someone's house and watch TV, which is sort of what we did. But also, Beck was like, we're going to do Tiny Christmas, so everyone brings tiny things to eat. So we had, like, Cornish game hens and baby carrots and something else. But then I also, you asked me to make mashed potatoes, which was big. Oh, no, you did, um, uh, like, not just mashed potatoes. You did the American, what's it called? Uh, they're called refrigerator mashed potatoes. No, they're from, no. No, they aren't. That's what they're called. They're from a 1975 Yeah, but it's not normal potato. No, they're not normal potatoes. But the reason why they're called refrigerator mashed potatoes is because there's so much fat and salt in them that they will stay in the refrigerator for two weeks without going off. Yeah, because they're they have they have yams, they have sour it? cream. You put marshmallows cream in them. cheese. That's a that's a different potato. But those uh, are I mean, two things that will go off if you leave them for a long time. But they no, won't go off because no, they've got sour the cream salt, in them. The salt and fat will uh, will help. How are we? How is this our podcast? <laughs> at, at 10 p.m. at night, what are you talking about? Keeping mashed potatoes for two weeks. Well, also, I mean, like I said, the cookbook was written in 1975. It's called Southern Living Cookbook. And uh, they could have been off on the timings here. <laughs> you know, when it was like, who cares if you get food poisoning? But in, salt and fat help uh, preserve things. And there's so much salt and fat. There's butter, there's sour cream, there's cream cheese, and there's a load of salt and onion salt in them. They're, they're ama- they are amazing. That's we have good. them on the holidays in my family. But essentially what we did is we made a whole roast like Christmas dinner, but for each person individually. So like the Cornish game hens are like like the size of pigeons, so it's like you. So it looked like we had a whole turkey to ourselves each, yeah. and then baby carrots and baby corn and like all the tiny things, 
And we were sitting there really smugly being like, hmm, look at our whole Christmas dinners, but one each. And we're feeling really smug. And then one of our friends pointed out that in order to do Tiny Christmas, five birds had to die instead of one. And then we all felt really bad. (laughs) (laughs) And we were all really hungry afterwards because it was fucking Tiny tiny Christmas. I put to you that a better name is Giant Christmas. Because you're a giant. Oh, because we're giant. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, very smart. That makes How more sense. How do you feel about Christmas? Mm. Fucking despise Christmas. <laughs> and I hate the stigma of not... Like, if you don't like Christmas, people are like, oh, you're a fucking arsehole. If you don't like... Some, I like rap music. Yeah. And if people don't like rap music, I'm not allowed to be like, oh, you fucking Scrooge put Kendrick Lamar on. I've got to like, <laughs> be like, oh, so we all like different humble. things. We do all like different things and I don't like Christmas. Just to read of the room, give me a cheer if you like Christmas. Hey. Give me a cheer if you don't like Christmas. Hey. Yes. Listen how enthusiastically <laughs> we hate this. Why don't you Wait, like it? Have, I, can I just check a Venn diagram? Yeah. Did anyone say they hate Christmas but also have SAD? But also have seasonal affective disorder. That's the question so, again. So, I was confused. So, does, did anyone who hates Christmas? Do they, are they also the people who have? Oh, so, is the Christmas hatred as a result of SAD? No, 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 no. I wanted to know this correlation because I love Christmas because it's the only way of distracting me from how horrible the weather is. Oh. And as soon as Christmas is over, I am depressed. Yeah, right. like I am so sad for about four months. Right, well, so the, like the time after I'm getting Christmas nods, I'm getting worst. enthusiastic nods, and I think that's the thing is like if you are susceptible to SAD, then you're like you just hang on for dear life for anything that makes you forget how bad the weather is. Do you, so go like, hard oh! on, do you go hard on New Year's? You're like, it's still okay, we've still got New Year's. Yeah, yeah, I can do New Year's, right. but yeah, as soon as that's done, then, yeah, yeah, January, yeah, February, long way for Valentine's Day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you haven't heard from me in January or February, just like come in and check on me, please, because <laughs> I've lost the will to reach out. Mm. Mm. So why don't you like Christmas? I now I'm an adult. Uh-huh. I buy all the presents I want for myself, yeah. and I get exactly what I want. Um, and uh, I never liked it as a kid. It was just lots of just hecticness. Um, I really like my job and I like my life. I get to do comedy and that's really good. And then that sort of stops and is just disrupted at Christmas. Um, I fucking hate Christmas music. I have strong fear that I really hate. And I, I really hate the fairy tale of New York. I think it's fucking shit. And <laughs> I, it's not, I love the Pogues. The Pogues are fantastic. We talked about this before. I'm glad to know this song. But it's, it's a famous uh, Christmas song that people fucking love. Mm. And it's, it's shit. Mm. And every year, because it has like a, a homophobic slur in it, so it's now become a big culture war thing where every year there'll be a fucking thing saying, oh, it's been banned. But if it's been, been, been banned, how come I'm still fucking hearing it all the time? Mm. So I fucking despise How do you feel about Whamageddon, though? I don't know why. I don't know. Chris, if music's good, you listen to it all year round. Yeah, but Whamageddon's the game. Is that when you try not to hear yeah, Last like, Christmas, is it? Yeah, I don't, as soon yeah, right, as you hear yeah. Last Christmas, you're out. Right, okay. So it's like the aim is to get to Christmas without hearing Whamageddon, and it's really hard. I think See, I could, I think and you'll I'm, be like I'm, at the shop, and you're like, oh, damn it! Like, it's like 22nd of December. Oh, it's so close. Yeah. I, uh, I actually like Christmas music, and I love Christmas movies. And this is a problem in my house because my partner doesn't like Christmas movies. It's the only reason why I like Christmas. And so I have to watch them by myself, which is, like, sadder than not watching Christmas movies. Um, But what I don't like about Christmas is the build-up to fun 
and it's never fun. Maybe it's because I had a very traumatic childhood, but it's like this promise of like, it's Christmas, it's festival, we're all gonna have a nice time, and instead, dad is drunk, mom is crying, and no one is happy. <laughs> so now I'm gonna pause to drink my beer for a <laughs> That's why I prefer it as an adult. So you can well, make your you know, own. My, yeah. my best Christmases are the ones that involve no family. Uh, so Orphan Christmas with you was fun. Uh, one year, me and Tom were supposed to go to America to see my family, and then we got COVID. And so we couldn't leave the house, so I made us uh, ribs and um, ribs and, and chips for Christmas dinner, and that was a good Christmas. But it's like, it's, it's like forced merriment. You know what I, I mean? fucking love the COVID Christmas too. We should do COVID again. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> COVID Christmas was brilliant. I love uh, that. Yeah. Just, yeah. If we could just run a COVID from like December 19th <laughs> to December 29th, I think that would be great for everyone. How were you as an a? Uh, well, both of you as ADHD kids with the <laughs> not opening Christmas presents. Did you open the first thing in the morning, or did you have to wait? And how was that? Uh, do you want to go first? No, you go. I love how we're talking about this in September. Uh, I okay, so I'm. I've never been like a peeker. I've never been someone who like halfway opens presents. In my family, it's a tradition that we get to open one present on Christmas Eve, and it's always pajamas. And then my mom uh, uh, takes a picture of us all wearing those pajamas, and it's so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute, and everyone's fucking happy. And, uh, but on Christmas morning, honestly, I will say, as much as I dislike Christmas, my mother did pull out all the fucking stops. She wrapped, four children, she wrapped every present by herself. She hid them in the house. I didn't know until I moved out where she put them, and she finally told me. Santa came to my house. I'm sorry, where were they? Uh, they were in a 1956 Lincoln. What? Was that the family car or, or she <laughs> owned a yeah. separate Christmas car? She had like a storage garage. <laughs> My dad inherited this, this old car from I think his, grand, his grandfather or maybe his father that never drove. And he, she used to keep all of the presents in the trunk of that. Is that the car that JFK was assassinated? No, in? it definitely okay, was right. not. Not the uh, specific car. <laughs> Uh, that was a convertible. This was not. And uh, but uh, uh, she uh, she was very good at that. So, but me and my siblings, she she did it all. And now she's told us that what would happen was as soon as she finished doing the stockings, and then we had like trails of candy coming from our room into the living room where all the presents were. Uh, lay out all the presents, all this. By the time that was done, she would lay down, and then four children would jump on her bed at 3 a.m., begging to go downstairs and open presents. And we were never allowed to open presents unless we all went down together. We weren't allowed in the living room unless we all went down together. Yeah, that's fair. So, and I very much followed those rules, which is surprising. Now that I look back, I could have broken them. (laughs) These weren't important rules. I, we had that rule. I remember one particular Christmas, my mum. So we're like, we're, we're not. We're all gonna wait for everyone to go downstairs. My mum going, I think I might have a bath. <laughs> Should have bath <laughs> at like seven in the morning. We should have to wait for my mum to finish her bath. I hate Christmas. 
<laughs> not just the bath thing. Um, do you have so? Um, do you do you have a thing where when it comes into spring and summer where you feel yourself sort oh, of reawakening? Oh yeah. So um, for me here, it's when jasmine blooms. I so don't know what that's jasmine. So romantic. Jasmine right. Blooms pretty much at the beginning of spring, usually around April, okay. May here. Um, uh, but in Australia, it blooms around uh, late October, early November because of the hemispheres. And we used to have jasmine in my backyard. Now, my birthday is in early November. And so it would always, I would always be able to smell this. So whenever I smelled jasmine, I knew it was getting close to my birthday, which meant that after my birthday, we're getting close to Christmas and like, and the summer holidays, because in Australia we have the summer holidays over Christmas as well, so you get, like, six weeks of, like, just broken up with, like, awesomeness. I love it. I love it. And the winter's not cold enough that you, like, need that break during winter. It feels like it goes real quick. And um, and so uh, whenever jasmine starts blooming here, I still get that nostalgic, sm- like, thing of, like, even though I know my birthday and Christmas isn't coming, I'm like, oh, summer's coming. Like, oh, I'm going to survive. I'm going to make it. And that's how I knew it was going to be hard this year because the jasmine didn't bloom properly for ages. And it sounds like a really specific thing, but, like, for, like there's a few houses near me that have jasmine vines out the front, and they're, like, my go-to. And because there's always so much jasmine that blooms, I always nick a bunch and, like, stick them in a glass. I've tried to grow it myself, and I, I can't. I can't keep it alive. But the when I grab a bunch, it'll stay, you know, We've talked before about ADHD people and houseplants and the... Um, uh, and our inability to keep them alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I've it's gotten a, very good at it, by the way. I'm proud of myself. You found the plants that don't need that much. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. That counts as, counts no, as getting counts. good at it. It totally counts. I figured out my own parameters and now I work within them. Fair. I love it. No, I love it. But yeah, this this scent of jasmine is the, is the big, like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to make through this. And it didn't really... Later. Yeah, it didn't really properly bloom until later, and the, even then it was a bit, like, you're abysmal. You're like a groundhog, but instead of a shadow, you have jasmine. Yeah. Like, if you don't see it, you're like, oh, it's going to be four more weeks of winter. Yeah, and I just go back under the duvet. <laughs> and then Bill, Bill Murray, like, so, d- I don't know, lives the same day. I'm not sure. Do you have any, as, as we're coming to September and things are getting... Mm. Uh, the darkness, the darkness, the is, darkness coming. is coming. The darkness is coming. Do you have any like uh, uh, tools or any ways to help yes. combat combat okay. the sads? So people will say, "Have you tried sad lamps?" Which anyone in the room who has SAD knows that is the first thing people go, have you tried these sad lamps? Have you tried the sad? They're meant to be like the sun. It's not like the sun. It's not the same. But I will tell you this. I do have a sad lamp. It makes no difference. However, the thing I did find made a difference was I bought myself on top of the sad lamp, which does nothing, but I bought a sad lamp alarm clock, which then gradually takes half an hour to go from low brightness to brightness in the morning. And I set that up uh, to, to go off as well as, like, my multiple... I have an alarm on my watch... Uh, I also have, I listen to white noise to sleep. So the white noise stops around the same time that I'm supposed to wake up. So it's like all these things in combination help me. And having a sad lamp, um, which is meant to like mimic sunlight, just slowly turn on so that when I am supposed to wake up, the light's on. 
has made a huge difference. Like it really, it's really helped me. It won't necessarily help everyone, but it's yeah, really helped me. Yeah, someone's nodding. You have one as well. It's then it's so good. Like it's, it's just like honestly, it's because what I find is as soon as it's cloudy, as soon as you know it's cloudy outside, it's so much easier to press that snooze button and go back to sleep. And just having something on like a light, it just adds. And also, I found that um, I now set my alarm an hour early before the lamp goes off. And I wake up and then I drink a pint of water. I have a pint of water next to the bed and I drink a pint of water and go back to sleep so that when the sad lamp comes on and I wake up when I'm supposed to wake up, I then really have to pee. (laughs) So I have to get out of bed. And just that motion of getting out of bed and going to pee, you're like, well, I'm up now, so I might as well. I have to get dressed. Like, again, these are all things... Like, summer, fine. I can last my PJs for ages. I can get up and do things and stuff. But in the winter, I have to get. I have to get put on my clothes because if I don't put on clothes, I will just not do anything for the whole day. So I have to put on clothes, and then uh, yeah, like start a routine. I've heard this as an ADHD hack uh, to wake up right away in the morning and put on shoes and clothes. Mm. Have you guys? Do not look at your phone. Don't look at your phone because you'll just stay in bed forever. Have you guys heard this as well, audience? Some of you are nodding. Some of you. I have, and I tried it. But the problem is, is, like, clothes involve, like, jeans. And my jeans are tight. This is why I don't wear jeans. shoes are uncomfortable. I don't wear jeans. Like, I literally don't wear... When have you ever seen me wear jeans? This is true. You ne- And this is Never. why you don't. I don't. You yeah. Because... So basically, you're in just a fancy nightgown all day long. Yeah, this, this, I'm wearing a dress right now, which is made of the same material that you get, like, swimwear in. Yeah. So it's stretchy. So it's, like, super, all my clothes have to be super comfortable. I, uh, what, we had to do this podcast uh, at 9.30 p.m., which is fabulous for, for a sweet little chat. podcast. prime time, isn't it? Prime <laughs> Everyone time. Everyone wanted the uh, 9.30 slot, but we got it. Uh, and, uh... Uh, I got dressed today at 7 p.m. <laughs> I have been in my dressing gown, and I am often in my dressing gown until I have to go to work, or I'm just in pajama pants and a sports bra. There is a comedian called uh, Ben Vanderveld who refers to his dressing gown as his admin kimono. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt so seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's what I wear when I... Uh, um, let's be honest, procrastinate admin. I look at my computer while I play games on my phone thinking I should answer that email. One of the best moves I ever made was buying um, a, a couple of different sort of cardigans and jackets that are very soft and feel like dressing gowns but look like clothes. Okay, because so then you I put it so you get dressed first thing, but you put on this, this coat or cardigan that feels like a dressing gown but looks presentable enough so that if you have to leave the flat then you you can leave it's almost neurodivergent moments time yeah do we have yeah. any other uh, comments on seasonal affective disorder before we uh anyone else want to weigh in yeah we haven't really opened has it anyone up found that. any fixes anyone for got it? any tips or any any hot takes on sad i'm just I find you've got to book in things you've got to have things that you do in the evenings to keep you busy and to look forward to okay that's one thing i did want to just share if anyone wants to join in i'm trying to start a new tradition on boxing day which is sandra bullocksing day (laughs) (laughs) which is where did the name come first and then you went backwards no for once it's because my favorite christmas film is while you're sleeping right but i didn't get around to watching it till boxing day 
And then I realised, uh, then I was like, oh, I'm going to watch another Sandra Bullock film. And then I was like, I'm going to spend the whole day watching Sandra Bullock films. And there's so many. And so the next year I did it and watched the ones I didn't do in the first year. I highly recommend it. Just spend <laughs> the whole of Boxing Day watching Sandra Bullock films back to back. It's great. She's got such range. Oh, <laughs> do you want science fiction? Gravity. You've got it. Or the other one from the 80s with the seashells. What's I that have one? no I idea what that is. Demolition what? Man, thank you. Demolition Man, you got that. <laughs> you want rom-coms, you've got it. Yeah. You want drama, you got it. You want horror, you got it. Oh, she's amazing. Anyway, someone put their hand up for seasonal affective disorder uh, recommendations. Yeah. We've got a mic just so that the, the if any listeners want to hear you. What's your name? Uh, my name's B. B. good B. to meet you, B. Um, this was not entirely a recommendation, but more of a comment on the SAD alarm clocks. I've had mine for a long time and I love it but it's got like five different noises you can get it to make. Yes. And several of them are like soporific piano sounds, twinkly, da-da-da, mm-hmm. lovely, gentle, sleepy as hell. Can't sleep to it. And then the fourth one is this horrible jungle noises like waterfalls and this parrot screaming like, ca-ca, ca-ca. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. So there's one one with like little British Tweety Birds on and that is the one that I can handle. That is my only alarm clock noise for going on five years now and I swear that there are birds that have moved into our garden because they can hear these bird calls. <laughs> but now if they're talking to each other, you're just going to wake up at any old time, aren't you? <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. When you first said jungle, I thought you meant like drum and bass music. <laughs> very, very no, no, that's, that's my mate's Jungle is massive. <laughs> that's yours. Uh, before we do neurodivergent moments, does anyone else want to weigh in on, on, on Sad's like, thoughts or tips and tricks? Can I just ask, what's your alarm sound? Do you have an alarm sound? Uh, it's just whatever the fuck it is on my phone. Wow. Like, it's not, it, it, it's like a tinkling noise. It's not like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what an alarm sound like. I sleep through them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yours? I will say, I don't know if anyone else has it, but real quick, in the summer, I wake up really early for, for my job, for what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll wake up at 6 and 7 in the morning, and I'm up. And now that, the, uh, now that we're going through the time change, now it'll switch, and now I won't wake up till 9 or 10 automatically. Because, mm-hmm. like, hashtag never has to be up in the morning for any fucking reason. I rarely set an alarm. Like rarely said, and someone just went. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't have to be anywhere in the morning, so you know. But yeah, I've just got a basic alarm. I do. I go to weird, weird thing. Wait, is the basic this. alarm like the 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 ringing noise from the just, old, ye oldie days? Oh, yeah. Just whatever. I, I can't even think. Yeah, I think that's it's just how I feel. You're both yeah. monsters. I, f- <laughs> I fall asleep someone to um, a podcast, and just before. Uh, we did, did this. I, we met people from that podcast. And I was like, oh, I love your podcast. I didn't say, I, I thought but it was weird hearing that voice that I usually only hear in bed. <laughs> <laughs> My mum told me that, so I, I host a poca- podcast with a mathematician called Matt Parker uh, called Problem Squared. And my mum listens to it as she goes to sleep. And she was really proud to tell me. And I was like, you know, that's not a, like... I was like, I get that you think it's nice that you hear my voice as you fall asleep, but you're basically telling me I'm boring. <laughs> it's that weird sleep state as well. Where, so the point, there's was, was no such thing as a fish. And, and I sometimes don't know whether they're facts I've heard or whether I've gone into a dream state <laughs> and I dreamt <laughs> I, uh, 
Uh, I, I fall asleep watching uh, television on what I call my tiny, my tiny television, otherwise known as my phone. But I watch uh, crime procedural dramas, uh, which can often be incredibly violent. Uh, so if my partner comes to bed after me and I am asleep, I then, as he opens the door, bolt straight up and scream in terror, <laughs> which now he doesn't like coming to bed anymore. But also, like, one, after I'm done screaming, because I don't actually wake up, and he's like, Shh, it's just me, fuck off. He used to be very, like, sweet about it, and now he's like, you don't wake up anyway. He'll then turn off the sound of a woman being killed, because that's usually what yeah, happens. Of course. And then, like, open up his own laptop so he can go to bed to, like, watching, like, a nice man on YouTube camp and just be like, today we're going to, like, go out into the Adirondacks and it's going to be really pretty. And as soon as he turns off the sound of murders and just turns on the sound of a nice man trying to have a nice camping trip, I go, what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Can you turn that down? Jesus! (laughs) Anyway, my my favorite of falling asleep is I've I've realized that I'm one of those ASMR people, Ugh. and I love watching people get their hair brushed. It came through. It was through lockdown because you imagine if I had said that as a man, just like oh, I'll tell you what I like: <laughs> women getting their hair brushed. I never said women. I just said people. Okay, right. <laughs> Still okay then. But I, uh, but like, so I used to have a, a, a bob haircut with a fringe, and it, I had it for so long that after lockdown, a lot of people didn't recognize me, including family members. Um, but my hair is now very, very long uh, because I got used to not going to the hairdresser. But in lockdown, I really missed going to the hairdresser. So I started watching uh, people getting their hair cut and then watching. ASMR role play, which is where it's someone talking to the camera as if you're getting your hair cut and then they have scissors snipping near the microphone and they have like directional microphones so you can hear it and if you're wearing headphones it sounds like someone snipping hair near your ears, like each ear and honestly, it was the closest I had to feeling like, and, I, and now I'm addicted, I love them That I does love. sound vaguely sexual It's so right? relaxing You look freaked out by this whole thing <laughs> No, it's you're... so relaxing It's really rela- If you think about like that care and attention that like when someone's cutting your hair and they're just like I'm just going to move this over here and then they're just like really careful yeah. It's so close, like honestly I'm just like like I'm out like a light. I fucking hate it. And but in the waking up, I also I can't have a harsh alarm. Like that's too that's too shocking to it. At the moment, I just have my phone my uh, watch vibrate. Sorry, and then the light from the thing and needing to pee helps me all wake up properly. <laughs> but the um, but if I need a if I'm like really worried, I'll, I'll sleep through or sleep in. Uh, I set an alarm on my phone and it's Australian magpies singing because that was what I would oh, hear in the morning. Which I went back to Australia for the first time in three years because of lockdown, uh, just over Christmas um, last year, and uh, uh, woke up at 5 a.m. thinking, I didn't set my alarm, and it turns out it was actual magpies <laughs> outside my window. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. We've got two moments. We're, we're two moments, two yes. moments. Uh, well, we haven't gotten a moment from you. Yes. Joe and I did some at the oh, very yeah. beginning. But, uh, Beck Hill, what is your neurodivergent moment? Uh, my neurodivergent moment is that I was... Um, uh, so, uh, ADHD is my flavour. And uh, I... So, I have an issue with time management. 
um, quite often late. Uh, but I'm, I am actively trying to get better and trying to allow myself to reward myself with dopamine if I'm early to something and, like, just take a moment to be like, you're here and you've earned this moment to scroll on your phone and look at something and you're allowed to just relax and that's kind of helped. Um, so I was, I was like, I'm going to be early for this thing. I'm going to be early for this appointment. And so I left the flat early and I was really proud of myself and then I was still late because on my way there, I walked past a building site where it was being demolished by, uh, like, I don't know what the machine's called, but it's sort of, it, it's like a, it's, uh, how do you explain it? Is it the wrecking ball? No, no, no. It looked like a little robot dinosaur. Like, it was like... That's like the most Beck Hill story I've ever heard in my life. It <laughs> like, was so I was cool. wondering if the time when I met a robot. <laughs> it was like a robot dinosaur. So it looked like, so it's like um it's almost like a digger, but instead of the digging element on the end of it, it's like a claw from a claw machine. Oh, I know. Like a but not going place. down. It was going up. So it was. So there was this huge building, and it was like the Brontosaurus in Jurassic Park when they're eating from the trees. Like it was going up, and it was pulling top bits from the building. I'm going to send you a video, because I shot a video, because I was in so much awe. I stood there for so long watching it, just tear pieces off of this building. As if it was like a dinosaur eating leaves. And I watched it for so long that I was late, even though I was running early. And then I had to explain, I'm really sorry, I was late. I was watching a robot, robot dinosaur, dinosaur eat a building. <laughs> like, it was so, so hypnotic. I was telling my friend the other day that I really want to go... To, every time I tell people I want to go to Diggerland, they laugh at me. I really want to go to Diggerland. And if you don't you know can... what Diggerland is, it's a, it's a theme park for people who like construction vehicles. And that's all I want to do. Do you, there's do you a know? lot of knowing nods of people like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we know about Diggerland. Do, do you know Big about Barometer World? What? We'll talk about Barometer World later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what you're imagining, yeah, yeah. We need to do the moments, but we'll yeah, talk we're, about uh, uh, Barometer World later. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that in bonus content. But uh, audience members, yes. we would love to open it up. Do you guys have any neurodivergent moments? Yes, we have one over here. Thank you, our lovely front of house, and then we'll move to you, sir. Uh, what's your name? My name's Trish. Trish. Hi, Hi Trish. Trish. Hi. Oh, hello. Um, so uh, I had a bit of a moment um, yesterday. So basically, um, as any like recent graduate in London, I have flatmates, and um, I don't really know them. And basically, um, I heard that if you want to... like, So I always take out the bins, because I don't like the bins being like even more than half full. It kind of makes me worried. I'm like, they need to be out, they need to be out. Um, so I did it for like the last like couple of weeks, and the bin was full. And I was like, right, um, how do I try and speak to my flatmate about maybe taking out the bins? And then I was like, right, you've got to say something positive at the beginning. So then I went up to her. I love where this is going. I went up to her and I was like, so by the way, do you do you want me to maybe take out the bins or do you maybe want to do it tomorrow morning before you go to work? And she was like, uh, and I was expecting, right, okay, she's going to hear that. She's going to be like, right, she wants me to take out the bins. And then she was like, yeah, no, it would be great if you took it out now. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, no. And so now I'm stuck taking out the bins. <laughs> and can I ask, Trish, uh, what's your uh, flavor of neurodivergency? I'm autistic. 
I don't. I hate when we do the subtext and they don't pick up on the subtext. You know, when you sort of go, you're like, no, this is your language. This is how you people speak. I've done subtext and you haven't. I was like, people are like, you're 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 too blunt. So then I was like, right, let's not be blunt. Let's 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 put some stuff at the beginning. Uh, Like just to be like, you know, because I regularly do take out the bin. So maybe, you know, as a response, you'll be like, yeah. And I had nothing to say. Can I ask where your roommate's from? Uh, as in, like... Like, are they British? Uh, no, they're Indian. Oh, okay, never mind. I was going to say, as, a, as an American who's known as being quite blunt, I realized that I could bully my way into any situation out of... British politeness, because British politeness and autism, very similar to me. (laughs) Yeah. Very similar. That, like, would you mind if if it wouldn't be a problem for you? I'm like, actually, it is a problem. You can do it. And it freaking stops people in their tracks. No, it's because I was, was, like, expecting her to be like, yeah, uh, I'll take them out tomorrow. So when she said, oh, it would be great if you would, I literally stopped being like, wait, what? This (laughs) fails. Oh, no. I'll say this. Subtext only works if the person is fine with the idea of doing something, but if they have the ability to use it as an excuse to pretend they don't understand you, they will. So, like, you could use subtext for that, but if they don't want to take the bins out, they're going to pretend that they don't understand. They'll lie. You did everything right, You did everything right, and they're being a dick, is what I'm saying. They 100% knew the subtext. As someone who has used that to their advantage a lot. (laughs) (laughs) My husband takes the bins out every week, and every week I'm like, afterwards, I go, oh, did you want me to do it? He's like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, well, you said it's fine, so... It's not... Every all the subtext is him going. It's not fine. I'm like, but you literally said it's fine, yeah. so I'm I, off. I yeah, get a lot of. Fine. I was like, after I take the bins out. Oh, I was thinking about doing that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. well, thinking you know, get the bins out. thoughts, feelings, actions. Where's triangle? I think when it's come, <laughs> I mean, per, I mean, I, I speak personally when it comes to, if it comes to things like chores and stuff or things like that. It does help to be blunt. Like I think there's times to be blunt. And there's times up, but times to be blunt is when it's like, actually, this is what I really need you to do. Um, which is like, still to this day, I'm, I try my best to always be on time for you because you were blunt with me one time and I was late. And to this day, I'm like, can't, I can't be late for Abigail yeah. now. To be fair, you were very late that one time. That one time. But, but, but I'm very late for but, everyone else all the time. At but, that time. I'm, but, yeah. but. You 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 are on time, and I, I appreciate that you respect my time. So thank you. I do that. respect your time. Thank you. Because you were blunt with me. I was I very blunt. That. I was very blunt at the time, but in a good way, uh, in a friendly yeah. way. Yeah, it was five years ago. She hasn't let me fucking forget <laughs> it. Uh, we have thank another you, person here who wanted to do a neurodivergent. What's your name? I'm Domash. Say it again. Domash. Domash. And what is your flavor of neurodivergence? I hate Christmas. You hate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it's take it. I'm, All right, go I'm ahead. I'm having my diagnosis tomorrow, so I don't, I don't really know. But Okay, cool, uh, cool, cool. TBC. Yeah, this is very exciting. All right, but go ahead about Christmas. Is it, yeah. Um. I love this because you're wearing a top with polar bears on it. So it's, like, <laughs> it's very close. It says save the Arctic. So I'm like, is that because of Santa or like no? It's just like I like bears. But, and I, and actually, I quite like Christmas. It's just like the, the, the people aspect of Christmas. Anyway, mm. uh, so I was—I um, always hated Christmas because I 
my family may have been normal. I don't really know. But like when I started spending Christmas with my wife's parents, who I am quite convinced are neurodivergent because I, I no longer have my family. And it's like for, for the first time, they were like, yeah, giving presents just in usual Christmas. And I was like, I'm not playing this game. It's like, I, I can't do it. And they were like, okay. And then next year, I was like, yeah, well, can, can, can we like do it your way? <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course, you're adults. Like, you're over 60s. Like, of course. And then since then, like, we've, we've been all like doing the Christmas my way, which is like, we just like, well, Joe's way, kind of like, we buy, buy our own Christmas, uh, buy, our, buy our own presents. And then maybe like we, we buy a present, which is, which is like a present for someone else. Just if you want to bail someone out, <laughs> and yeah, it's like, so you buy your. I want to do that. I've never had the confidence. Do you, so you buy your own presents at Christmas and just open them for yourself. And yeah, do you wrap them incredible. and put them under the tree for yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I love you, that. Actually, you, you don't even have to like. Literally, you can, everyone's like, "Wow, oh you just blew God. some fucking minds, yeah. man!" <laughs> and like, you, you don't even, you don't even like need to wrap it up, and you you can like buy it in February, and then you just like put a picture under the tree. In, in the same <laughs> 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 if it goes. <laughs> I really like that idea. You're like, I bought myself a car in February. It was my Christmas present. Here's a photo of the car. <laughs> Proof that I can treat myself well. <laughs> That's amazing. That's beautiful. I oh, love that. Thank you so much for thank sharing Thank you so much. That. Uh, do we have any other uh, neurodivergent moments or thoughts on sad or Christmas? Yes, over here. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's your name? Uh, my name's Ali. Annie? Ali. 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 Ali, that's my other sister's name. Annie is my sister. Uh, my other sister. Never mind. I'm ruining it. <laughs> you have a lot. You're uh, not what, sister. What's your flavor? Um, I have ADHD and I'm dyslexic. Excellent. Dyslexic, so. A collector. Triple threat. Yeah. I love that. So, Ali, what's your, what's your moment? Um... Slightly less moment, more like sort of weeks rolling into each other. Yeah. Um, when we moved into our flat, it was all dingy, and I didn't like it because it was like winter and it was gross. So I was like, right, I'm going to like paint our bedroom. And so kind of did that and then got to the windows, and they were rotten, so I taught myself how to do the caulking. And then I found like holes in stuff, so I was like, all oh, right, I'll do the filler. And so... This is where it's kind of like best as like a montage kind of thing. (laughs) Um, So then I decided that it kind of... I had one nice room, so it didn't match the others. So it kind of grew all over the house. But because I didn't plan it in any way, um, we kind of had nowhere to sleep for ages. So he'd come back from work... And I was like, right, well, we've got nowhere to sleep now, so we have to sleep at our friend's house. Um, and I've unplugged the fridge, and um, the entire house was just in disarray. But it was, like, growing, like... And I just became Expanding. frantic, yeah. So he'd go out to work, and I'd come back and be, like, up a ladder, like, hadn't washed in days, just <laughs> frantically trying to, like, finish the job. And then... Um, couldn't because I'd made so much mess and had to call in my family to fix it. <laughs> oh, I love this though. Like that is so relatable. Like, so I've got to say, you're, uh, uh, take, this is your partner sitting next to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, hello, partner. Hello. I partner. feel like you and my husband could have... What was your name? Adam. Adam. I feel like you and my husband could have a lot in common. The amount of times he's come home from work and I'm like, he's like, okay, so 
all the furniture's in a different place now and half of the things are out on the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I started, but now I'm too tired to finish. And he's like, okay, how long is this going to be like this? A month? Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. a tough few weeks. You guys, like, uh, yeah, so what, so you just said that you're, you're autistic out of, so it's like, that's the thing, because I think that there's a lot of, like, you, uh, a lot of people are drawn to each other because you fill in each other's gaps where, like, where um, uh, ADHD is very much, will fill in the, like, okay, I'm going to make sure that there is some spontaneity, there's something exciting, there's something happening, I'm going to get you feeling things and having experiences you wouldn't normally feel on your own and the other side is the stability and the I'm going to make sure that you're actively functioning and eating when you should be eating (laughs) and remind you to shower and it's like it works really well for that but then you do have these moments where you're like oh no (laughs) we really have to like like it's a real test of your relationship I find but like bless you both for being here um also I have a suggestion for anybody that hates Christmas. Go it's on. something that my family do. So we... Um, Christmas was a challenging time for my family. We just, like, getting us all together. We love each other's bits, but it's hectic. Um, and so one year... We have a new tradition. So um, one year we had a, a silly string fight across our entire house on Christmas <gasps> Day. So we... Um, my mum gave us all, like, a present... And we had to uh, unwrap it at the same time at the dinner table. And it was this moment of, like, unwrapping them, seeing what it was, and everybody just shooting up out of their chairs and, like, running around the house. And then the next year, we did a Nerf gun fight. Yes. Um, so this and is yet, to make Christmas less hectic, is that the, <laughs> the, uh, the advice? It just its something to look forward to. I do need to ask we've got Adam how you felt about this. Because <laughs> I know if I said to my husband, we're going to have a silly string fight, he'd be like, absolutely not. Because <laughs> he'll be the one cleaning it. I wasn't there for the silly string fight, but I did uh, provide the armaments for the Nerf gun fight. So you were <laughs> I, I was the I was a weapons dealer. <laughs> <laughs> it's very long Amazing. Uh, we've got time for one or two more. I think. Do, we have, do we have anyone else who wants to share? Oh, Adam. Yeah, now, now Adam Hi. gets to tell his side <laughs> of the story. No, no, this, this is unrelated. Um, so my best friend and I, um, we're both autistic, mm-hmm. um, and that means that we don't necessarily care particularly about, like, social convention stuff, which in London is... No one understands it. Um, he actually does this whole thing... Uh, like, he runs a lot of... Um, games and stuff. Yes, he does. does Of course he does. (laughs) He's collected like a whole cast of autistic people and neurodivergent people generally that sort of flock to do the stuff. Uh, But what it means is that we're on trains frequently carrying a load of really odd-looking stuff. Like we've got pool noodles and like backpacks full of stuff and like lamps and things. And people just like... They look at you and they want to ask. Like they're (laughs) desperate to ask, like, are you going to a pool party? Like what's going on? Why have you got this stuff? But they can't quite break like the London tradition of like, don't make eye contact, don't speak to anyone, <laughs> you know, do not engage at any cost. And they just like they have these longing, brief glances where they're like, "What's that? Oh, okay, I'm going to carry on now." And well, um, hold, so what? What are these? Because uh, this is, yeah, this is my um, own stereotyping. Because okay. I saw uh, autistic man with a beard, I thought D and D. We're talking D and T. But these are pool noodles. And his whole thing is he loves real life games. Um, it turns out that if you're trying to like do like. We've, he's made up. We've made up a load of games together. Tagging people is not. It's a bit weird if you don't know each other and you're like, ah, tag. 
we've got pool hills to do like distance tagging. Wow! <laughs> oh, I love and also right. to be, Obviously, to have a swords when you play, but the you know whatever games that involve swords or whatever. But <laughs> amazing! I, oh I, I, God, I, I love the phrase, and obviously to have a sword. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a real good filter for neurodivergent people because they don't realise that what they're signing up for is uh, just a bunch of neurodivergent people, but it is. And then you mm. get there and everyone's like, oh, we're all the same. Oh, that's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, essentially, that's, what, that's how we greet people. Like, hello, how are you doing? Have a noodle. Have a noodle. <laughs> also, like, like, if you don't want strangers to inter- interact with you, like London is, that, like, no one ever questioned me carrying a David Tennant cut out on the tube. <laughs> like, no one asked. No, like, everyone was probably just like, it's a sex thing. Like, no one, <laughs> no one asked. My, when my brother first came to visit London, uh, he was, um, he's like, if anyone's ever watched BoJack Horseman, he's like pe- Mr. Peanut Butter. Like, he's a human Labrador. Like, he's just so full of love and light. But we were standing on the tube and he was, you know, we are standing there and he had this massive grin on his face, like this huge grin. And I said, what are you smiling at? And he goes, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, I forgot what that's like. (laughs) Been living here too long. Yeah, he'll happily chat to people on the tube and I'm like, they don't do that here, don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, but he would would have totally been like, what's the noodles about, guys? (laughs) Can I come? It's always Canadians that ask. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, of course it would be. The North Americans. Always curious bunch. Yeah. Canadians. <laughs> but there's uh, something nice about them, non threatening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They're the Kiwis of the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Americans, slightly more scary. Mm. Don't know why. Don't need to discuss it. Don't <laughs> shut up. Don't talk about it. Uh, guy, I think we're wrapping up to the end. Uh, give a give a huge round of applause to everyone who shared their moments. That was amazing. Thank you all for sharing. Uh, real quick, uh, Beck Hill, uh, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, I'm Beck Hill comedian or Be Chill comedian. If you read it wrong. Um, uh, you can find me on all the socials there uh, I've got a bunch of stuff on YouTube I do a lot of visual stuff in my stand up so please like yeah look me up on YouTube my, my stuff's on Facebook and stuff uh, and also yeah I have a podcast it's called A Problem Squared it's where listeners send in their problems and if they're mathematically related then Matt Parker answers them uh, he has a YouTube channel called Stand Up Maths and uh, if they're not mathematically related uh, then I, I do my best to answer them and solve problems that, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. It feels like you've got the bigger job. So he's doing maths and you're no, doing most of the any other question. Most of the listeners are maths nerds. Oh, maths yeah, okay, we get okay. a lot of... I look, we have a database that all the things come into and I just scroll. And as soon as I see, like, what's the ratio? And I'm like, skip, skip, <laughs> skip. Oh, what's the factor? Skip, skip. Denomination, skip. Yeah. Wait until someone's like, what should I get my wife for a negative one-year anniversary? And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do that one. I'll fill that one. Which if you want to know what to get someone for a one-year negative anniversary, which is when you know when you're getting married a year in advance. Oh. So you want to get them a negative one-year anniversary present? Uh, listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that cliffhanger. I might have to actually listen to your podcast <laughs> now. Uh, do we have anything else? I think I think that's well, thank you. This has been lovely. Yeah, thank you. This is our first time here at the London Podcast Festival. So uh, thank you, London Podcast Festival, nice. for having I'm gonna, us. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the mug. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Steal the mug. I, don't I don't think <laughs> it's stealing if you announce it into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. This I know I've only got one minute left, but I'm trying to do more crimes because <laughs> I. 
I don't because I'm I w- like to follow the rules. Yeah. And I know that's very like stereotypical. Like always, oh, this autistic man he follows the rules. So I'm trying to do more like criminal activity, and I'm gonna. That's <laughs> stage one is stealing that mug. Oh, I believe oh. in you. All right. <laughs> stage two. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna hold crime. up a bank. <laughs> it's a, just don't announce it next time, and it will be a crime. <laughs> now it's just London Podcast Festival being like, just let Joe take the mug. Just like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, thank you so much for having. Me. Thank you guys for uh, coming to our late show. Uh, it feels so late to have a chat about. I don't know why. Like for comment stand up, I'd be like, this is a r- normal time. But for this, I'm like, I feel like we're all at a slumber party together, <laughs> and I couldn't imagine uh, spending it with a better group of people than you, the audience, and Beck and Joe. But mostly you guys. So thank you so much for coming. Enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, thank you, Beck. Thank and you thank you, Beck Hill, thank for you being guys. here. All right, thank you. Everybody.